Standing up against abuse and speaking out against it is one of the hardest things that anyone can do. The In Vain podcast would like to remind you that while our characters, that while our players play monsters, there are monsters in the real world. If you or someone you care about is suffering under abuse of any kind, there are people and resources who can help. If you need them, please contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE or the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. We stand with all of you. Last time on In Vain. And I do hope that your brief meeting with Maximilian wasn't too traumatic. And she looks over at Maximilian and he smiles a little bit. Leon finishes drinking from the chalice, looks over at you, Dallas, after he kind of twitches a little bit. says, you are a gangrel of the 12th generation. Do I not taste good then, is what I'm getting from that face. Each clan has its own distinctive taste. You, uh, the clan gangrel, very much tastes like the hunt. Why are you mad at me? Your dad gets to come to the fucking door. Fuck you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to In Vain. It is uh, good to hear your... Well, I wouldn't say good to hear you because I can't. So, and good to see you doesn't work either. So, hi. Just, we'll go with that. (laughs) I am Tessa, your RPG mom, also known as Selkie Dreams on Twitter. And my favorite color is... And I am Chad, uh, Chadlicious on Twitter, and I'm the storyteller for In Vain, and my favorite color is black. Like your soul. If I had a soul, it would be black. (laughs) This is where I would put my soul, if I had one. Sorry. This is what makes me perfect to storytell a vampire game. Of course, of course. Right. So we are going to follow Dallas uh, for this episode. And let's see where we last left off. You and Elsa were at Elysium. You were introduced to Mm -hmm. the the Camarilla vampires in Heidelberg. And you were given a task that you have to destroy a white, whatever that is. And you are going to meet with Werner, the Bruja Primogen, tomorrow night for like some educational, kind of like a orientation primer kind of thing for the Camarilla. Yes. But tonight, now that Elysium is winding down, you have uh, the rest of the night in your hands. What do you do? These um, wanted poster not wanted but missing posters up around town are disconcerting um i think dallas would like to try and take care of some of those by either taking them down or something because clearly uh given what she saw with the interaction between uh gregory and elsa she's concerned for her dad Oh, you mean where uh, how Leon almost handled Gregory? Yeah. All right. 
And so you are, I mean, you did tear down a couple of the, the missing posters before. Are you, you're just going to step out of the hotel and just look around for, for posters right now? Um, I think I'm going to check around and see if I can find any more. And then she's really racking her brain. She wants to make sure she's, she's not sure if she's being followed or something. I don't know if she needs to go. She's wondering if maybe she should try and talk to her dad. But she's thinking that that's not going to end well. But she's keeping it in mind as a last resort. Um, because if the missing posters go away, that's one step closer to keeping him safe. That's true. You don't know who else is seeing these posters. Exactly. All right. So if you're the first thing you said that you were going to do was look for some of these posters. So I want you to give me a composure and investigation role. All righty. Um, let's see here. I have a hunger of two at the moment. Oh, so that's just composure because I have no investigation. This is going to go real well. Dallas is not the smartest of cookies. And that's a bestial failure. <laughs> I got a one and a two and I only have hunger dice. So we're starting off real, real good. Actually, you are looking around town for these uh, missing posters uh, indicating that, you know, your dad's looking for you and you had mentioned before that you don't know if you're being followed. You don't know who else is seeing these posters. And as you're thinking about this, just the, the paranoia starts mounting. So you start the, the, the beast is starting to feel a little bit paranoid there, Dallas. So what, uh, what we have written down here in the rule book is the vampire tries to disengage from any perceived threat suspecting anyone in anything. Any action not taken towards that immediate end incurs a two-dice penalty. The compulsion ends with the vampire spent roughly an hour in a safe place, their haven, or buried deep underground. Uh, I guess that means I run right to... Uh, right back up inside and hold myself up in my room for an hour. See, so you run back into Elysium and just sit in a corner for the par- and wait for the paranoia to pass? Pretty much. You go back in and back upstairs where the, you know, the other vampires have left. Just the ones that are really kind of wheeling and dealing are still there. But you do see Lena is still there and she sees you as you come back in and you sit down and she kind of arches an eyebrow at you, makes a mental note of that and moves on with her business. Yeah, she just kind of, she literally sits down and looks at her hands for an hour, like doesn't talk, doesn't look at anybody, just like safe zone. This is my happy place because I can't, she probably can't get to the woods in her little happy place uh, very quickly. Uh, the immediate reaction being, this is where I need to be now. Thank you. Goodbye. An hour passes and the paranoia fades. Are you going to try again? Yes, she's going to try again. Okay, I can do this. All right, just, you know, two feet out the door and then we can go. Okay, let's go. She's like mentally talking to herself as she's she's walking. So do I, you want me to roll again? 
we can either so this is give you an option here so we can either try to investigate again or maybe you could find another way of trying to locate these missing posters something that plays to your strengths can i try and find a rat or something and use animal ken to convince it to uh lead me to where if it's seen any uh posters or something like that and say kind of tell it to let me follow it that is an interesting method so sure give me a composure and animal ken roll to see if you can catch a rat that's going to cooperate i just you said played it by strengths i'm like i got four dots in animal ken let's try it out <laughs> that's the exact opposite that's hilarious uh, so that is a 10 on my hunger die and then a six and uh, on a regular die, everything else is below six. So I guess two successes. Yes. We avoided a messy critical, which is good because I have no idea how that would have played out. I, I probably would have eaten the rat <laughs> or thrown the rat and it landed on a wanted poster. <laughs> yep. All right. So you catch a rat and it's, squeaking and trying to struggle, but you are going to use your animalism? Yeah, my animal can. So you are going to try to use uh, animalism to talk to this thing, I'm assuming. Yes. Which I'm not great at. Wait, do you have the feral whispers power? No, I only have sense the beast. I was kind of hoping that maybe it would just understand me. But I guess that doesn't really work, does it? I think Feral Whispers might be something I take soon. Yeah, that is a level two animalism power. All right, so... Well, next time. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll... Dallas is batting a thousand tonight. All right. So, okay, I tell you what. You probably have, like, uh, you probably tore down one of the posters and and stuck it in your pocket, or I don't know if this dress you're wearing has pockets, but have some pieces of it, and you're probably going to... (laughs) show it to the rat and maybe have it lead you to where it is and hopefully you'll roll your animal kin high enough to where it will understand what you're trying to get at. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm not trying to hurt you, dude. It's okay. I'm not trying to hurt you. I just I just I just need you to help me just for a second. I promise I'll put you down. Oddly enough, this is not the most ridiculous thing I've ever attempted. <laughs> Well, that's certainly better. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, seven and nine on the hunger dice, ten and eight on regular dice, and then a one and a four. The mouse calms down. The, the rat calms down. It doesn't try to, to bite you or, or run away. After all of this, uh, you're, you're waving the paper in front of it, and it's sniffing at it, and it chews on it a little bit. And... Uh, do you put it down and, and see if it'll lead you somewhere? Sure. <laughs> Dallas is not a smart person. Sure. Let's try that. Okay. So you go uh, follow a rat that is running through the alleyways of Heidelberg. And eventually it it leads you to you know some refuse, kind of like a, a dirty corner of a of a construction site and it's, it leads you to its nest. Well, okay. That's not quite what I was going for, but good on you, buddy. 
she just kind of sighs like that was a stupid idea in the first place. All right. Uh, what I want you to do now is give me a perception roll. What's an awareness then? Uh, yes. One success. Okay. So as you're doing this and you're looking at the rat and kind of wondering why you thought this was a good idea, you hear uh, a car just kind of like drive off. Like you didn't hear the car start. It just kind of like it was stopped and then it drove off as you were kind of looking around the site. That's not necessarily good. I want to follow that car. All right. So I need you, if we're going to be tracking a car, well, let's see. I guess Animal Ken's not going to be part of that. So you're going to be following this thing and taking your time. That's definitely going to be involving composure. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Are you trying? Are you pursuing this vehicle and, and hoping you aren't noticed? Yes, I'm hoping to be stealthy about it. All right. So give me a composure and stealth roll. I don't know how I have no dots in stealth. This is Tessa's. Wow, this character. I I play her very differently than a lot of my other vampire characters, apparently. So that is uh, a ten and a two. And I'm only rolling, rolling hunger dice. Okay, so you got one success. And, okay, you get a success, and you, you do manage to trail the car a little bit. It's a it's a powder blue Volkswagen. Have I seen this car before? Not that you can recollect, but you're, you're following it, and it, it's... it's stopping at red lights it it uh is driving around it kind of just looks like it's like circles a block a couple of times and it uh goes and it parks in a another lot without raising much of a fuss and you're not noticed at all all right. Um, I'd like to try and get a little closer and see if I can't see who is driving the car, because that is kind of a strange uh, behavior to circle a lot, uh, a block a couple of times and then park in a different lot. Okay. So you're going to try to get close without being noticed? Yes, please. That would be dexterity and stealth, please. That's much better. And if you would like to increase your dice pool, you can always ask the beast. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Um, I guess I'm going to make a rouse check. That is a one. All right. So you get a bonus of one to your dice pool and your hunger increases to three. All righty. I'm getting kind of hungry. All right. Uh, ten, eight. So two successes. All right, you manage to approach the vehicle without being noticed, and you get like how close do you plan on getting? You said you wanted to see who was driving this. Um, I'd like to get close enough to see who is in the car. I know I have the ability to see without um, light, but I think the glowing red eyes is not necessarily the stealthiest thing I could pull off right now. So I'm going to try and keep those 
to a minimum, but I am gonna um, just try and sneak up as close as I can see, at least, you know, general features, male, female, any distinguishing, like, hair color, that kind of thing. So the the lot that the car's parked in is somewhat lit, so you don't have any worries there. And as you get close, you can see in the driver's seat, there is a, it's a gentleman, it looks like a middle-aged man, salt and pepper hair, he's wearing a hat, uh, dressed kind of collared shirt, tie, you've never seen this individual before, and he's sitting there in the driver's seat, uh, the, the car is idling, and it kind of looks like he's adjusting uh, some camera equipment. Okay, no, mm, camera equipment, not necessarily the best thing. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's replacing the, the film. He's putting a new film cartridge in there. Can I get the license plate of the car? You absolutely can. All right, so she's going to get the license plate and kind of jot it down before approaching the car. Okay. And then is just going to kind of casually knock on the window uh, and raise an eyebrow. So you knock on the window and the you startle the, the man inside. He kind of jumps and he, he turns and he looks and he sees you and his, uh, you know what? Give me, give me a wits and insight roll. Oh, okay. I actually couldn't do that. Awesome. Two successes. All right. And he sees you and you can tell like he has this shocked look on his face, but it's, it's almost like you could tell like with a slight widening of his eyes, he's very shocked, but his overall face is composed like somebody who is you know, kind of used to, to masking his true intentions. She makes a little motion like, can you roll down the window so we can talk for like a half second here? He rolls down the window and says, can I help you, miss? Isn't it a little uh, late in the day for photography? He looks at the cameras and he's like, oh, I, I the, the city is asking me to take a picture of different construction sites and decrepit buildings. I mean, what's it to you? Nothing. It just seems a bit strange to be doing it at night, don't you think? He shrugs. Uh, I keep weird hours. Is there any way that I can tell that he's lying or anything like that? Or do do I believe him? Let's see. You can give me a another uh, insight check. What's an insight? And he will be taking half. It's okay. It just sounds a little um, suspicious there. Uh, Three successes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's hiding something. Mm, Yeah, and I'm the queen of Germany, so... How about we try this again with the truth? Please. Are you going to try to persuade him or intimidate him or something else? Um, she's going to try flat first. And then if that doesn't work, then she's going to go with um, uh, persuasion with a healthy bit of intimidation. 
All right. So with without rolling, uh, he just kind of he, he shrugs and he's like, "Look, Miss, I I need to get going." And he starts rolling up his window. She clamps her hand down over the. I'm assuming. Let's see. This is the '80s, uh, potentially a hand crank window, or are we talking? Oh yes, yes. He's like he's working the hand crank as fast yeah. as he can. Awesome. I was hoping you were going to say that because electronic might be a little difficult. She just kind of clamps her hand over the window to keep it from moving up, and it's going to lean forward and, and try to intimidate him. I asked nicely the first time. I won't ask nicely again. All right, so give me a straight-up uh, charisma and intimidation roll. Substituting three hunger dice there. Well, I only have one charisma, so... But luckily, that is a success. <laughs> it's an eight. All right, so that is... You only got one success. That is not enough... Okay, that, that, that's not enough to, to beat him. So he just kind of, he sighs and he kind of, you know, pushes you back, you know, because you're you're keeping the your hands on the window. So he pushes you back a little bit and he says, I'm not going to ask you again, Missy. Let me do my job. I don't think your job is construction sites. So... Have you been following me, or what's going on here? Uh, at this point, he just puts the car in gear and starts driving off. Oh, he's got to do it the hard way. And she's going to start sprinting to catch up, because she's in very good oh. shape. Okay, you're going to catch him, so or you're going to try to catch him, so give me a dexterity and athletics roll. All right, here we go. These are my jam. <laughs> I, that's a messy critical. So you got a cr- and one ten was on a hunger die. Yeah. How many successes do you have total? Four. What was what was your original intention when you caught up with this car? What were you going to do? Uh, try and hitch a ride on it to wherever he was going without being noticed, if possible. <laughs> Okay, so what happens is you start sprinting after the car as it's pulling out, and you feel this, this surge of power as you leap up into the air, and you come landing on the roof of the car, and the car swerves a little bit as you impact, as the driver is wondering what the hell is going on. Well, shit, there's her mental note. Um, she didn't try and get a good grip on it oh you're you're uh you're holding on pretty good to the top of this car actually so he starts speeding up and kind of swerving a little bit trying to get whatever this is that landed on the car and dented the top of it off um she's gonna kind of poke her head over the side um, yeah, yeah. Like the, and just the driver's kind of, side? Yeah, and knock on the window again. <laughs> uh, the window was down. He just drove off, but you poke your head down, and he sees you, and he just, he kind of like, what the fuck are you? A teenage girl. Yeah, he's 
kind of panicking right now. This is kind of something he's not used to. What do you do? I'm pretty tough. How hard would it be to flip myself over the car and use my weight as a, a deadening tool without taking too much damage? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, stop the car with my body because I'm fairly solid. Okay, so you have a high fortitude, but if we're we're talking about stopping a car like superhero style, like putting your heels down on the side pavement, yeah, we're talking like weight differentials and physics that I don't think this is going to happen. There are other ways of stopping yeah, there are other ways of stopping a car with an open window and you're on the side of it while the driver is operating the vehicle. If he's freaking out, is there any way that she can just reach in, yoink the keys out and pull them? And let the cars kind of slow down with the everything uh, not engaged. I mean, you could pull the keys out. You could uh, turn the wheel yourself. But if you want to go for the keys, it should be easy enough at this point. I think the keys will be easier because even if, if the wheel gets away from me, then um, if I have the keys, he can't go anywhere until he answers my questions. So that'll be easier. So yeah, so I'm going to go for the keys. Right. You pull the keys out of the car, and the the car shuts down and is coasting to a stop in the, the middle of the streets here. And at this point, he's, like, freaking out. The car stops. He's trying to get out the other side of the car, grabbing his camera equipment and trying to get out the passenger side. All I want is just your quest- my question answered, and then I'll leave you alone. Why were you following me? He's he's backing up, looking at you wide eyed, and he says, "Teenage girls don't just do that." He's like, "Look, look, look, look! I'm your your dad hired me to find you, okay? All right." Um, yeah, he he glances down at the 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 camera and the film and stuff, and he's like, "But you know, I I don't have to tell him anything if you don't want me to, you know." I would prefer that he doesn't know. May I have the film, please? He, like, winces a little bit at that. He seems a little resistant. I'm not going to hurt you. I promise. I just... I would prefer that any photos of me not make it back to my father. Uh, so it sounds like you're trying to convince him that you're not going to hurt him. So I would like you yes. to make me a persuasion roll. Okay. Uh, manipulation and persuasion. Well, are you lying to him? No, I guess that's just charisma. And yes. Yes. Use your natural charm. Uh, All one two. dice of it. A two? Yeah. I'm not great with that. Oh, you only rolled one die? I only have one die. I have no uh, no dots in persuasion. I have one dot in charisma, and that's it. So you can opt to uh, take superficial willpower damage to re-roll that one die. Oh, wait, no, that's a hunger die, isn't it? I mean, it's a hunger die. No, you can't re-roll hunger die, so no. So he doesn't believe you. He's, he's still he's holding on to the, the film in one hand, and he starts reaching into his coat. Don't do anything stupid. She'll kind of ease back a little bit so she's less threatening. Yeah. He still he pulls out a gun uh from his holster and he's kind of pointing it at you and he's like, Look, you need to stay away from me. 
I don't know what you are. I don't know how the hell you were able to do that. But you just need to, to walk off. That's fine. I'll walk off. You never saw me. My dad, you never saw me, okay? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, she's going to reach into her bag and pull out um, a couple hundred dollars of her savings and toss it on the seat. Sorry about the dead. He kind of nods, but he's not giving any ground until you walk off. Uh, she'll walk away at that point. Okay. Are you staying in the area hidden, or are you just want walking off completely? Um, she's going to stay in the area hidden. Uh, she's she's probably, honestly, going to head towards the base and see if he tries to drive to her dad's house. And also may and try and find a stray cat or something on the way. You When you pulled the keys out of the ignition, did you leave the keys in the car? I dropped him on the seat as I left. I didn't take his, I didn't take his car. Okay. So as you're walking away, you hear the, the car starting again, and he drives off, like speeds off, actually. And you're going to try to make it to your dad's place while trying to find an animal to feed from on the way? Yeah, possible. If she can see one that's easily grabbed, then yes. But if it's going to be, if it's harder to find, then no. She doesn't want to waste much time. Okay, I want you to give me a wits and animal ken roll. If you roll well, you can, I guess, grab something on the way. If you fail, you it slows you down too much. Fast food. That's another be uh, messy critical. Ten, ten, eight. Five five four one. Holy shit! I roll a lot of dice for that one. That one. That one. That one is. That one is um, seven dice. So, oopsies. Okay, I will say that you managed to find enough to slake one hunger while you're on your way to your dad's, and you will actually get there without missing much. Excellent. So you managed to grab uh, like a couple of raccoons. Perfect. That have escaped from fur farms, right? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Germany, but there's a lot of raccoons, apparently. All right, so as you are sucking on the remains of the, the final animal that you found, and you are in the area of uh, your father's home on the base, you, you got your eyes on the house, and you do see that Volkswagen pull up. Or it's coming towards the house, actually, down the street. Okay. She's going to just, she's not going to, she's just going to kind of watch. She wants to see what happens here. She's going to try and find a place maybe in the yard to kind of stake out and see if he goes inside or if he drives past and um, just kind of listen. And um, you want to be unseen, right? Yes, please. All right, give me a dexterity and stealth roll. Uh, ten, six, eight. The two successes, uh, 10 was not on the hunger die. All right. So you do pretty well. You manage to crouch jog, you tuck and roll, you army crawl, you end up in the yard unseen and hidden. And this car uh, stops on the, the side of the street in front of your dad's house. And the man inside, he gets out. Uh, he's His gun is not in his hands, but he does have like the film and he's looking around like very paranoid right now as he starts to, you know, as he closes the door to his car and he's kind of checking out 
around the house. She's pretty confident that she's well hidden right now, so she's just going to kind of watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you even see, like, he, his eyes even go over your hiding spot. He doesn't even register anything. So you're hiding pretty well. So, she, yeah, she's just going to watch and listen and see what he does. He takes a deep breath and steals himself. And he, he starts to walk uh, towards your house. And he goes up to the front door. And he's going to ring the doorbell if you let him. She's going to let him. So the doorbell rings, and after a few moments, uh, your father answers the door, and he sees the man, and he says, did you find her? And the guy, he he looks around a little bit, and he says, oh, oh, I found her all right. Um, Why don't you invite me in and pour me a drink? I got something I need to tell you. That's strange. And your father lets the man in. I don't like the way that sounds. Um, Dallas is going to jump up to the second story like she did before and see if she can't get in through the window. Okay. The last time you jumped straight into the window, the beast was helping you. This is true. I'm aware. I mean, you can make an athletics roll just to like climb up there. Okay. Then that's what I'll do. I'll just going to do it in athletics, uh, try and do it quietly so I can get in the house and hear what's being said. Cause I don't like the way he said, why don't you invite me in? That was very strange to her. And having read all of those uh, kindred stories recently, that kind of pings her mind a little bit. Like what if he's one of them and what if they found him? So give me a strength and athletics role to see how successful you can be getting up to the second floor quickly and quietly. Three successes. Not terrible. No, you do pretty well. And you, I mean, you're, you've done this hundreds of times. You get the window open and you tuck into your room and you are, I guess, going to go sneak out in the landing and overhear what's going on. It is my plan. All right. So you get there and uh, you hear uh, the two men are talking. It looks like you're, you hear your dad pouring a drink and he, the sound of the glass uh, being placed down on the dinner table. And you hear your father's voice. Uh, you, uh, you hear chairs moving and settling. And your father says, okay, Gustav, what's going on? Did you find Sarah? Tell me about her. And the man who you assume is Gustav, he he takes a deep breath. And you hear like him kind of like taking a long drink of this drink and puts it down and says, I don't know what your daughter got into or why she left. But um, uh, I don't know how to explain this, but she found me. I tried to drive away from her and she leapt onto the car. And your father says, well, I mean, Sarah's always been kind of reckless and careless. And uh, he said, "I, I was at least 20 feet away when she did that. And your father is like, what? And he's like, look, I've been following her around for a couple of days now, and I've seen her. Look, he, you hear something else go on the, the table. Develop those pictures, and you'll see what I'm talking about. She's not, I don't know what's going on. I don't think she's all there. I, I, I don't know uh, what she's doing to animals. Um, I don't know. 
but I I will take my my last paycheck from you, and I will. I'm done with this case. Uh, find yourself another private investigator if you need her followed anymore. But I'm not going through this again. You just hear the sound of a man leaving the house, and the door closes. She's going to pause for a minute to hear if her dad moves. And she's going to try and lay in wait and steal that film because she does not want her dad seeing it. So she's got to find a place to, she wants to find a place to hide until she can get to the film to destroy it. Are you going to move closer so you can watch what your dad's doing? Or are you going to do this all based on sound? How are you doing this? She's going to, she's going to have to see what he's doing because she doesn't know where he's going to put it otherwise. All right, so give me uh, another dexterity and stealth roll to make sure that you get within vantage point without him noticing. Okay, two successes. Okay, well, he's not actively listening for anything, so you you get down the stairs a little bit, and you see him, like, sitting at the dinner table with... Uh, remember when film used to come in, like, those little plastic canisters? Mm-hmm. It looks like he's rolling it around in his hands as you hear a, a car start up outside and pull away. And he's just looking at this little film canister, looking at it kind of curiously and kind of muttering to himself. "Is like, what in the hell is he talking about? So if you continue watching him, you know, eventually he just, he puts the, the canister back down on the dinner table and he looks at the time because it's still pretty late and he's like, oh, I guess I'll just deal with that in the morning. And he he puts away the, the glass and the, the bottle of scotch that he pulled out. And he he's going to start making his way upstairs. What do you do? Uh, she's going to look around really quickly for somewhere that she can hide. Almost in a panic, realizing that she waited a little bit too long to find a place that was uh, suitable. Give me a wits and stealth roll and hope you succeed. That's a, that's a zero successes. Can you spend willpower, or is it all hunger dice? It is not all hunger dice. I can I can spend one willpower, yeah. You should do so. I'm gonna. Alright, so I can re-roll those three. Uh, no, I have to leave the, the uh, two on the hunger dice, but I can re-roll one die. Alright, let's hope this one die does not uh, turn out poorly. Nope, that's another two. Okay, so you're you hear him coming upstairs and you start looking around in a panic. You're like, Oh shit, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? You turn around, then you turn back around and there's like your dad is like right in front of you and <laughs> he sees you and he's he's a little shocked. He's like, Sarah? Uh um Hi Daddy. He kinda pulls you in and, and he, he squeezes you. You're not entirely sure if that's because he's glad to see you or he's trying to keep you from running away. He does that parent thing where at first he's like so relieved and so happy, and then he just gets really mad. Like he's like, "Where the hell did you go?" What he, he starts like, like he's he's like ranting incoherently because he's so mad. And he's like, "And, and the letter, and, and tell mom what the, what the hell?" And part of my French is going on, Sarah. Did you did 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 you just say pardon my French to saying hell? Really? Don't change the subject. You tell you are going to tell me what is going on and what you've gotten into, and you will tell me now. I can't. I. All I want is for you to be safe, and I can't do that if I tell you. 
safety squeezes a little bit harder, but not not to the point where it's hurting you. Just almost like he he's not sure he wants to let go. But he's like, hurt me. It's, <laughs> It's like, I'm on a military base. I have training. Who could possibly hurt me? Did you get involved in the mob or something? No, I didn't get involved in the mob. Then tell me what is going on. Look, you, I love you so much. But I, and she tries to um, twist a little bit with how tight he's holding her. All right. Do you want to just make a, a strength roll to break free? All right. Uh, so in your training, I guess part of the, the kickboxing is learning how to get out of holds. So give me a strength and brawl roll. Have a dice against my dad. I don't want to hurt him. Uh, apparently the dice knew I didn't want to hurt him. That's two successes. Okay. You twist out. Uh, you twist out of his grip. And he's the his, his expression is like kind of like anger and then curiosity. And he looks a little impressed, actually. And he... He puts his hands up. I won't move. I won't go anywhere. I will talk to you for tonight. And because all I caught up, all I wanted to do is see your face for the last couple of weeks so badly. But I can't stay. But I will I will sit and I will talk as, as long as I can. What is going on? Why do you have to leave? How am I in danger? Tell me that first. What... what are you afraid is going to happen to me? There are people that would harm you just for associating with me, just for knowing who I am. And I know you have training, but you wouldn't see them coming. What have you gotten involved in, Sarah? Nothing purposeful, that's for sure. In your letter, you said something happened to you at at the, the Thingstata. What Tell me what happened. Was it... Was Did did a man attack you? You can tell me. I'm your father. Well, yes. That I can tell you. He kind of closes his eyes and he mutters something like I knew it to himself. You might want to go get that brandy you just put away. He eyes you curiously. He's like, well, let's go down to the kitchen then. When she gets down to the kitchen, she's going to try and see if she can pocket the film without him noticing all right, so we're going to try to do some slay of hand. So that would be a oh geez, let's see here. Do you have any larceny? Um, no larceny, but I have subterfuge. <laughs> well, you could try to distract him away from it. So give me a manipulation and subterfuge roll. Awesome. I did tell him to go get the uh, alcohol, so maybe that'll work. I'm just making sure I, I have my sheet in front of me, and it's taking me longer to count tonight because for some reason I'm tired. All right, there we go. Two successes. All right. Yeah, he's he's well distracted long enough for you to pocket the film. And he has the brandy and he he uh, he pours himself a drink and then he looks at you and he considers for a second and he pours you a drink, too. And he puts it in front of you and he sits down with his drink. It smells fantastic. He takes a sip and he's just kind of like just his eyes are boring holes into your head right now. She doesn't touch it as much as she wants to. She's like, it smells really good. It looks like he's waiting. She kind of just, she's looking at the table and she's trying to take a, she's trying to figure out what she can say that won't put him in danger, but will still give him any sort of closure. Oh, think fast. So 
I went to the thing Statha. And there was an attack there, as you know. Yeah, the the news said that there was like a, a batch of tainted drugs and people were hallucinating and there was a stampede. Good cover story. I'm glad that the news came up with the more acceptable uh, version for public consumption of what actually happened. So what actually happened? A massacre. I watched as people were torn asunder, basically. He puts his drink down and he just looks really kind of concerned. And is like, so like a bunch of psychos came in and started killing everybody? Yeah, essentially. Using their teeth and their hands to do it. Shit. It's, um, obviously the news, you wouldn't, <laughs> that's the kind of story that people don't want to hear because mass paranoia and everything, you know, that's what happened. How does this put me in danger if people, if I, if people know I know you? Because the kind of people that did this to everybody at the thing Stata will come back and do it again. Give me a manipulation and subterfuge roll. Not entirely lying. Just a little bit. Those are the best kinds of lies. They have some truth mixed in. Are you kidding me? Uh, that is a bestial failure. Would you like to spend willpower to correct that? Yeah, 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 I would. Very much. One success. So he seems really skeptical. But, you know, he's willing to hear you out. And he says, so, like, what? You you witnessed this, so are you, like, in uh, some kind of witness protection or something? Something similar, yeah. I don't know if I believe you, Sarah. I understand. It's not like I've given you a lot of reason to trust me the last couple of years. But I'm really trying right now. So, but he's like, wait, wait, but, uh... uh Gustav, he said that he's he's been trailing you and he's seen you do some weird stuff. Like, what what is he talking about? Do I still have raccoon bits on me? Uh, I would assume that, you know, you were waiting in the bushes so long, you probably cleaned yourself up. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I was like, wait a minute. Shit. Um, I, I don't really know. I guess I've had to kind of try and develop some... Sp- strange habits in order to be protected, I guess. Adrenaline's a hell of a thing. Alright, I'm going to let you give me another subterfuge roll, but this is the one that counts. Okay, do I have enough willpower just in case he has? Okay. Don't lie to your parents, kids. It's not a good plan. We always know. Or learn to be a better liar to your parents. Three successes. Okay. And so he's, it looks like he's like weighing some things and seeing the sincerity in your face must convince him. And he's like, well, I guess I don't have to understand everything that's going on. But if you're involved in something with the authorities to get these guys behind bars and you can't see me, then I guess that would make sense. But why, why are you here now? If you can't see me, if this is if it's so terrible, if people knew that you were my daughter. One, I miss you a lot. Two, 
Gustav, I, I asked him not to tell you that he'd seen me. And when he drove away, I figured he was coming here and I, I was going to stop him. But I really wanted to see your face. He's, uh, whoa, he's doing that, uh, that thing, like his, his eyes are getting watery. And uh, for a single tear goes too far down his cheek, he kind of wipes, like, wipes his nose a bit. And he says, but wait, he, <laughs> you jumped 20 feet? He's like, is he, was he hitting the sauce or something? Because he, he had quite a bit when he came here. I didn't think it was that far. I didn't really notice. I just didn't really think. I just kind of jumped. It's entirely possible. Uh, wasted my money on a drunk piece of shit. Anyway, uh, all right. Okay. So when, when can you come back to me then? Tell me that. Soon, I hope. Uh, he nods. It's like, all right. So, um, I guess I will, we'll just leave it at that then. And if you have to go, I understand. Um, she checks the clock. How close are we to dawn? It's still about two hours away. I appreciate it. Um, trust me, I don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to leave. I'd rather stay upstairs in my room for the rest of eternity than walk out that door right now. But I can't. There are monsters out there. and <laughs> He nods and he... Uh... He gets up and says, well, you know, if you got to go soon, it's pretty late. Can I get one last hug? Of course. All right. And you hug your father and he just holds you really tight. Like he doesn't want to let go of you. And he feels very warm. He starts to shake a little bit and you can kind of hear his, his voice is his breath is catching. He's, he's really trying to hold back some tears right now. It's okay. You don't have to hold it back. And the first time in a very long time, your dad is beholding you and and crying. Not uncontrollably, but still just, it's, you know, this is, this is serious. He doesn't usually do this. And she knows that. And she's, she does want to comfort him. And at the same time, so afraid that he will realize how cold she is. And realize that under his hands, she's not breathing. I mean, you can change that. Yeah, she's probably going to just try and be very... Because she's gotten used to it at this point. Just try to be a little bit more conscious about at least forcing that. And she doesn't want... I don't want to... She doesn't want to tempt the beast to rouse more life into her. And after a long embrace, uh, you know, he pulls away and he's... Uh, he's got something in his eye, you know? And he says, so, um, all right, kiddo. So, you know, as soon as, as soon as you can come back home, I'll be waiting for you. I like that. Oh, um, before I go, if, uh, if you need me in dire circumstances and you need just to tell me what's going on or something is happening, you can send an anonymous letter to Dallas 
um, and she'll give the address of the club. So he has no idea all this stuff that's going on, but he's, he nods. He's like, I, I'm not there, but I can, I can get it. It can be held for me there. He nods. It's like, all right, well, you, you know where I am. I'll, uh, try and drop in from time to time if I can. I, I'd like that. She's a little bit hopeful that maybe she can make this work, but at the same time is very, very scared and is trying to hold back her own tears because they will not at all be um, as easily explained away. <laughs> right. All right. So you, you say your goodbyes and make your leave. She starts heading upstairs to leave. Just heading upstairs? Yeah. She's like, I don't know if, if people are watching the house. I don't want to walk out the front door. Okay, so you start going up the stairs, and, and your dad's like, I thought you had to leave. I do. Safer this way. Besides, didn't you wonder how I got down from a second-story window every night? We're going to talk about that later. Love you. I love you, too. Like, so much. I know, same. You just take care of yourself, and you're going to jump out. Yeah, he just hops down. And what are you doing after you jump out of this window? Being very, very cautious to make sure that no one is around following her as she makes her way back to have accidentally led them to her dad. Would you like to uh, make a roll to see if you notice anybody following you? Yes, please. All right. So give me... A, let's see, wits and stealth roll. I, I would like to spend a willpower, please. How much do you have left? I have two left. It's not great. I rolled a one, a one, and a two. All right. Um, one of the the one is on a hunger dice, which unfortunately has to stay. I'm just hoping for a, a hoping for a, a success to negate it. All right, go for it. It's a 10. Yay! Oh, Jesus criminy. Yeah, you're fairly confident that you're not being watched or followed as you make your way off the base. Excellent. So she um, she sneaks off and then heads back to the club, kind of using a circuitous route and trying to see if maybe she can't find another raccoon on the way home. Just to get it down to one more point for the next day. All right. Give me a, if you're going to hunt, give me a composure and animal can roll. Three successes. Okay. You actually managed to, to hunt enough in the, in the two hours until dawn. You are making your way to the club and hunting on the way. And yeah, you managed to, to slake, what, two hunger? You were at three? I was at three, yeah. Okay, yeah, you slake two hunger. Ooh. And you're going to need to clean up after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's going to go upstairs in the club and go take a shower and uh, get a little bit more presentable before tucking herself into her windowless room for bed. After Dallas cleans herself off and beds down for the day, we cut back to the house of Major Frank McGee and outside of the house a ways, maybe catty corner to the house, maybe a couple of houses down, a form materializes out of the shadows as 
Dallas has, has left the house and the form looks amused over at the, the home, the McGee household. And he casually just picks his, his thumbnail with his knife as he hums a little song to himself. Idlewise, Idlewise. And then he melts back into the shadows. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs. Yeah, I'm recording. Ellie, quick, you have 10 seconds to tell someone why they should listen to Monster Crush. Monster Crush, you should listen to Monster Crush because it's the best podcast ever made and it's about dating monsters and cryptids and smooching and we talk about lots of different things and we swear a lot occasionally and I'm really sorry, Mom, that I have such a dirty mouth. Wow, that was good. Thanks. I think we should keep that one. Okay. Listen to Monster Crush. Monster Crush, yay!